Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Good evening to the handful of you people listening, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review Dealership Edition. That's right, we're going to be discussing working out car deals, and we're going to make this in a lengthier episode because i got a lot to get through. We're going to discuss buying new cars, buying used cars, and generally, well, buy cars in general, as well as what are the best sites? Are Carvana and these room, these online car sites, really worth the deal they're supposedly offering you? So let's get right into it, shall we? Now, to start off with, car dealerships have a certain reputation surrounding them. I mean, it's kind of obvious. I mean, certain states don't even allow them to sell on Sunday. I'm in one of those states. Because they're so skeevy, they can't be allowed to be along such holy people as us. I don't know why. Anyways, but the fact is is that they don't have a good reputation, and a lot of sites like Carvana play into that, but that's for a little bit later. So buying a new car can be a bit stressful when going into the situation, but we're going to discuss a little bit of deals you can work out with these people, and to go in there with a little bit of confidence, hopefully, and knowing that you can get a decent deal off. So to start off with, we're going to be discussing pricing. Now, car pricing is always a bit tricky. You see, what you see on the MSRP is actually not really what the dealerships pay, and that's the first thing we're going to get into. You see, dealerships have something called a dealer invoice. This is essentially how much it costs that dealership to get a hold of that car. And whenever you're working on a deal, especially in a new car that's been sitting on a lot, always ask for the dealership invoice if you can get your hands on it. Most dealerships will fight you on that tooth and nail because they don't want you knowing how much they pay because then you know how much you cannot pay. So if you can manage to weasel it out of a dealership, always try to get that dealership invoice. But to start off with, the easiest method, if you don't even want to bother doing that, is just look for a car on the market that has some time on it. What do I mean by that? Well, simply put, if it's sitting on the dealership for a long time, it's costing them money. Dealerships naturally have a tendency to want to try to sell, especially a new car, within about 60 days at least. Some will stretch that out to even 120 days for new cars. Well, obviously, they can't just get rid of them. So the problem is they're sitting on these cars that are essentially costing them money. They have to maintain them. They have to keep an eye on them. It's, it's a general cost for them. So if you can find a car that has got generally a lot of dealership rot on it, as they call it, hop on it because, believe me, it's a good deal. Because odds are, you're able to negotiate a bit more with that dealership on the cost of the car. For example, my parents recently bought a vehicle that was sitting on a lot for close to a year. And they managed to negotiate off a brand new truck, a couple thousand dollars. Because it's been sitting for so bloody long. They just want to get rid of it. And if they could combine that invoice at the time, I don't think they thought about it, but it would have gone off in a better deal. Second thing to keep an eye on is for is incentives. You see, dealerships have incentives that lots of times they don't want the customers to know. They generally kind of just hide them away. They don't want this uh, customers begging them for a little bit of a handout, I guess you could say, or whatever. But they will fight to the nail to kind of keep these dealership incentives well, out of the public eye. So 
So we still run for in, for invoices and deals and stuff like that because while they may not offer them directly to you, if you know about them, well, they don't really have much of a choice. They can't deny you them. So make sure you check and make sure all their incentives are available or what ones will apply to your vehicle and make sure they are applied. Another piece of advice when selling your car is make sure you, well, keep your trap shut at times. Let's just put it that way. Dealerships have a nasty habit of making people talk when they don't want to. So if you can keep your butt shut, your trap shut, whatever you want to call it, just long enough for them to get a little nervous around you, then you are get, doing a good damn fine job. For example, in a dealership, walk around in your used car. Do not even go up there. Just let them walk around your vehicle and you can discuss your cost of that car. Do not even bring up the cost or anything along those lines to them. Let them bring it up to you. You don't have to explain anything. You just want the best car. They're going to probably want to stick to that KVB offer, but try to weasel love at least the most you can up to that KVB offer, because believe me, that dealership will easily make any repairs they need to on the car at cost, and be able to sell it for a de pretty decent profit for yourself. So don't feel like you're ripping them off, because odds are they're trying to do that exact It's a deal. That's how it works. Finally, and this is important if you're actually ordering a car. Most people think that if you're ordering a car, there's no deals to be had. What are you going to do? You're ordering a car. You can't, you can't get deals. Are you nuts? The fact is, is that, again, there's dealership invoice. And what they charge you even on a new car is the MSRP. You want to pay that invoice. And you want to pay off that invoice. So if you look around, there are sites out there. For example, on Jeep, they have one that allows you to actually punch in and look at dealerships around there that actually offer percentages off a, used, a new, brand new ordered car. For example, there's a dealership not too far from me and where I'm at in Chicago that offers 6% off the order of a new car on average. Now, it's not guaranteed, but it's usually on average what they offer. And on top of that, combine that with a few sites that offer other sites, like percentages off, like FCA discounts for Chrysler and that, and other brands also have this as well. If you can get a hold on those, you can get off with an even better deal on top of that. Get that invoice, get that deal going, and believe me, you can work something out. Don't go in there expecting these people to be skeevy assholes, because odds are they're just trying to look out, work out a deal with you. They're just not, they're not skeevy or steely or anything like that. They've just been doing it a hell of a lot longer than you have. I mean, most people negotiate a car what, once a year. Now, some of this rules actually even applies to used cars. Now, used cars especially play a big role in what's called rot, lot rut, lot rut, what, lot rot. Yes. Yes, lot rot. So the thing is, they don't want to keep a used car, especially a used car, on the lot for a lengthy period of time because it looks bad on their site and it makes it difficult to sell that car. So they just generally want to get rid of it. And odds are, if it's appointing usually about 60 days, they're approaching the point where they're probably going to end up, at least in a normal market, trying to get rid of this car at cost. So that means selling it to a, for example, auction house. That's what they will do. They just want to get rid of this thing. So... You can oftentimes walk in there and again ask for the invoice the dealership invoice so you know how much that car was cost to be built it's important information to know try to get as much information as you can out of a dealership and out of other sites but the most important thing is time dealerships run on time if it takes too long to sell a car they ain't making money on that car they're losing money on that deal because at the end of the day if the car is usually about the 120 days especially a used car that's how they're gonna have to ship it off to an auction house because nobody wants it and they're just trying to dump it for something so you can, especially on a used car, and especially towards the end of the month, you can get some damn fine deals at cars. Because at the end of the month, if a dealership has not made certain quotas on sales, they begin to panic, and they just need to get some things out the door. So if you can approach them at the end of the month when buying a used car, it is preferable. Also, I've found it doesn't hurt sometimes to string them along a little bit. 
don't sound like you're overly interested in the car. And this works, again, on new cars as well. Always sound like there's a better deal to be had somewhere else. I mean, surely you can get this car better somewhere else. I don't need to deal with you. And don't be afraid to walk away. Now, you may end up walking out the door and nobody will say anything to you. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to get off a deal. He's trying to get off a deal. And if you feel like you're not, it's not worth it, I mean fine just say I, okay i'll think about it but i i i'm just there's a couple other deals i want to look at it's not a bad tactic to use because the day you might and especially if you can point out these different deals it's even better because the dealership will try to compete with that offer now we've discussed new cars we've discussed you better use cars now another thing to be warned about in general with dealerships is that again like i said they're not all skeevy jerks but at the end of the day there are some skeevy jerks they will try to sell you lemons. They will try to sell you buyback cars. I know there's a few dealerships out here that have a boatload of cars available that are really cheap. But if you look at the Carfax report, which again is important, you'll notice all of them are buyback and lemons. Now, some people don't mind buying buybacks. Some people don't mind buying lemon cars or manufacturer buybacks. Some people don't panic about it. They're not worried about it, to be honest. And that's fine. If that's what you, if you don't mind buying back a manufacturer-required car, hey, that's up to you. It's not a bad way to get a deal. But that being said, if you go to sell this car later on, it's going to be a little tricky, to say the least. People don't want to buy a car that they already know previously came with problems right off the dang lot. They want to make sure that the car is running in tip-top shape. And when you find out that, hey, this person bought and sold this car in the same freaking year and had to immediately bloody get a manufacturer buyback you're going to be a little bit more nervous about making that purchase on that vehicle so when you want to buy a car always check for carfax usually most dealerships offer it if they don't maybe get a little nervous but get a hold of the carfax get a hold of any information you can on that car because at the end of the day if you end up buying a buyback or a lemon or especially a flood car which is a little nervous considering things like the hurricanes down south it yeah it can be very problematic not only for future problems for yourself but when you future, try to sell that car in the future it will cause a boatload of problems none of which you want your hands on so get a hold of that carfax and make sure you check things over finally we're going to get into a little bit of a mix here some of this is new some of this isn't it's kind of a combination of both advice on buying cars a lot of people, again, sites like Carvana and Vroom and Shift all try to provide dealerships as these, again, skeevy jerks. Again, there are some skeevy jerks, but just as any dealership is, that doesn't mean they're all the holy grail either. In recent news, cars like Vroom and Carvana in the last six months or so have had some problems. Recently, a car dealership down south for Carvana got in big doo-doo and big trouble for selling a car that was not necessarily licensed properly. And on top of that, having numerous problems with people during the purchasing process, resulting in actually their dealership license getting revoked. Yes, a car dealership has its license revoked. Now, that doesn't happen very often. I think that's probably the first case they've ever dealt with where they've had to do that. The on-time car dealership market is a tricky place. And Vroom is definitely also causing, running into some problems as well. You see, Vroom is another site that's recently come up in big names. And it's recently grown in popularity recently as well. And while Carvana's had its own problems in the last few months with that, Carvroom is no different. In fact, the Better Business Bureau recently came in a few months ago, and it was not pretty. The B, the BBB ranked them, let's see here, oh yeah, 1.6 stars, or an F. 
Yes. You know those dealerships and these crappy car lots? You get these after readings and say, oh, these guys are a bunch of schemers. Vroom got that same thing. A dealership that does deals in millions of dollars in sales got an F. Why is that? Because their customer service experience was complete and utter garbage. They were completely ripping people off at times. Some people even reported they weren't even getting the same car. Cars were dropped off at night when nobody could really take a good look at them, only to come out in the morning and find out, holy crap, there's a dent in the front end. What the hell is this? They were big problems. And on top of that, and the fact that their whole seven days return for free thing wasn't exactly working out for some customers. Some couldn't even get a hold of the dealership to make these kind of changes to, I don't know, return the damn car. But times they even one report I read in review, and I think another people, a couple YouTube videos have pointed out that one interaction even just basically said, well, sue us, and basically hung up on the guy. Yep, that's not exactly good customer service. Now, Vroom is a newer player in the game, but it's been around almost just as long as Carvana. In fact, they're all new to the game. This is a new dealership idea that, yes, may sound good in paper, and yes, you look at these prices and go, that's actually not a damn fine deal, but you gotta be sure what you're buying. At the end of the day, we can complain about the hours and hours we spend at car lots, but there's a reason for that, because we know what we're getting. We can take a look at that car in person. We can drive this car. We know what's gonna be worked out. And at the end of the day, cars like CarMax and that, I don't care for. At the end of the day, people may not like the idea of haggling, but at the end of the day, you don't have to haggle at a car dealership. You can hand them their money and they'll be happy to take it. You don't have to haggle. It's not necessary. Or you can haggle the shit out of a car and get a couple thousand bucks off. It's how it should work. There's no reason why people need to be acting like haggling is a bad thing. And if you ask me, Saturn started this whole stupid thing off because their whole, no haggle price, you just come in and buy it, and so we all pay the same. Yeah, well, that's great and dandy, but when you're charging maybe $5,000 above what your sticker price is, um, why should I have to pay that shit? You make more money off the, the uh, loans. And that's the big thing I want to tell you right now. And this is important for, for Carvana. Car loans through Carvana suck. They offer high interest rates, high everything. It's just miserable. Why is that? Because cars don't, they don't make their money out of cars. No dealership does. If you think a car dealership makes money out of cars, you're probably buying it at some local Yoko place. Most car dealerships make the money on the loans. They offer the loans through loan companies, basically meaning that they take a small cut of the loan price, be that a hundred bucks out of the monthly payment or something like that, but they get a small cut of that shit. Why is that? Because they can offer better deals. So for example, when you say they're approaching a 4.9 for interest rate, they're probably taking a small cut off themselves. Now, this is not negotiable or anything. It's just more the fact that this is really how they're making their money out of the loans, not the sale of the car. So if you ever feel guilty about buying a car and say, oh, I feel like I ripped that guy off. Hey, he's making money. The dealership's making money. They're all making money. They're happy campers. So all this being said, what would I suggest? In today's car market of used craziness, it's a little difficult to tell where you should buy it, but I would strongly, at the very least, not advise buying cars where you cannot test drive the car. At the end of the day, I've debated myself. I've been looking at buying a used car, so I know kind of the market a little bit, and I've bought used cars before, but Carvana and Vroom are sites that make me nervous. I constantly see them pop up, and I go, oh, this is a good deal on a car. But a pop, the streaming little voice in my head says, wait a minute, you can't even test drive that thing. What the hell are you even looking at it for? You don't even know that thing. That could, could, could drive like a pile of crap, and you really don't know. Yes, you have that seven-day return policy, but is that really enough time to find out the gremlins in the car? I don't think so. Yes, they may offer some warranties on the car, but not nearly enough to incentivize the fact that they were offering essentially who knows where it's from. In fact, Carvana has been known to buy cars just from rental car dealerships. And if you ever bought a rental car, which we have, my family has, it is a horrible experience because rental cars are not treated well. They're cleaned up to toss back on the lot and customers abuse the shit out of them. 
because why the hell should they think it's not their car so I would have strongly advised do not buy cars from Room or Carvana until they get that whole situation sorted out amongst themselves because it can only cause problems in the future and another caveat don't be afraid to buy things from car dealerships uh, yes these people may come across as skeevy or a little bit pushy in that and yes there are car, a lot of car dealerships like that but there's also just as many that aren't they're just in it to just make a little bit of money just to try to survive that's all they really care about they just want to make some money and so do you so at the end of the day work out a deal as best you can with the dealership you can actually find don't be afraid to walk away don't be afraid to negotiate price and don't be afraid to be a little pushy yourself it's how the deal works it's how you make deals on cars it's how we people making deals on cars for years don't be afraid to be pushy be pushy all you want at the end of the deal you're trying to work out a deal he's trying to work out a deal and don't be afraid to say i want to walk away because at the end of the day it's how you sometimes get the best deals on your car when i bought my car i was essentially buying it just before closing at the towards the end of the month and the car literally was already having a customer come out to look at that next day and i still managed to get to his already interested in buying it pretty much for cash and i still managed to negotiate 500 bucks off because guy didn't put down a down payment on the car i still got the car cheaper than they are asking because I was willing to negotiate yes it may have a bad rap mess it may take you a lot of time in a dealership but believe me when that pail comes in every month for that car you will not regret taking the time to actually negotiate with the people so that has been my review on the car buying experience and what's a few tactics you can use now this is not all of them and make sure you do your research on your cars because believe me you can find even better deals than what i've stated or even more advice than what i've found here it's just one of the advice and strategies i've used myself in previous buying situations and i just think that uh, you might benefit from them as well do your research take your time and don't be afraid to negotiate like your freaking arab trader and 1309 Anyways, this has been a Drunken Car Review. I hope you find this useful. Leave me a like if you like me, or a dislike if you don't. I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't care that much. I just do this for fun, because I like sharing some information to the few people who actually want to listen to my lunacy. Anyways, have a great day, and a wonderful night. Goodbye.